0: There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio Studios in Toronto. With Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers, here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle.
1: Well, it is the dog days of summer, my good friends. Uh, people on Bay Street, people on Wall Street tend to vacate a little bit. Trading desks get thinner, volatility increases and, uh, well, hopefully the temperature rises, uh, indeed. Hope you have a good uh, morning and, uh, can have yourself a great weekend. Uh, I am Wolfgang Klein, host of Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, it is a show about money. It's on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto, podcast available. And, uh, it's a show about money. Like I said, I'm a money guy. I manage money for uh, about 300 families, uh, mostly in Toronto. And, uh, it's an absolute privilege to, uh, be handed that responsibility. Um... Yes, I went and bought some IDEX labs and some Zoetis, I think it's called. It's a spin mm-hmm. a, a off from uh, Pfizer. Uh, both are healthcare trades, uh, both in the space of uh, animal healthcare. Uh, Donald Trump cannot regulate animal healthcare. And, uh, well, I know how much money we spend on our little furry ones. From grooming to, uh, I guess, from grooming to grave. Um, well, to help us with the story and to build on the story is a good friend of mine, Dr. Cliff Worldwide, otherwise known as Dr. Cliff Redford. Uh, not related to Robert Redford, but uh, equally handsome that we very, know of very, and very very talented Man, That we know. As, <laughs> as I told you, I discovered the Klein Winery uh, seven generations deep uh, when I went to Germany, my good friend. So you just never know. So, uh, Dr. Cliff, uh, dynamic individual. Uh, Obviously, he has himself a vet clinic up in, is it? Uh, it's in uh, Markham. In Markham. And, and the name of it is?
2: Wellington Vet Hospital.
1: Wellington Vet Hospital. And uh, it's a tough business, isn't it? Running a, running a hospital uh, for pets.
2: It's an incredibly tough business. I mean, it's both business, uh, running a business, dealing with staff, and then uh, also the medical side of it.
1: So when when the when the girls introduced you to the parents and said, you know, my this is my boyfriend and uh, he wants to become a doctor, uh, did she expand upon that, becoming a doctor for doctor of gerbils and cats and dogs? <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. And, and she, were they disappointed with the oh not that type of a doctor?
2: Well, I mean, back in high school, uh, they were just they were just happy that I was a good student, I think. Um, if they had a, sort of had a crystal ball and saw all the tattoos that I'd be having now and uh a bit of the physical attitude, they might have changed their mind, but no, they were happy. And uh, but the funny thing is, is my at the time my future mother in law uh, grew up on a farm, so to her animals were outside and they had a job. And if as soon as they didn't do their job, they took a twenty two caliber between the eyes. So she certainly didn't understand the uh, the love that we had for pets. But uh, but I grew on her. I'm charming. You are charming. Um, and
1: you're you're, you're so charming that uh, you uh, want to. Well, you are in the process of creating content, uh, Mm -hmm. a television show, Uh, and uh, you are all about rescuing animals and traveling the world to uh, exotic places and sometimes uh, less than safe environments to help save animals. Animals, and uh, that's very, very noble of you. So, please, you're, you're about to uh, travel a little bit to continue shooting uh, some footage. Tell us about your uh, upcoming travels and uh, what's so exciting about? What, yeah, what I've it? been
2: uh, I've been traveling and volunteering about four years. West Indies, Europe, uh, and now I'm finally going all the way to the other side of the globe and heading to India, uh, Hyderabad uh, in India. So I think it's uh, up near Pakistan. Um, and you know these are these are amazing countries. I'm looking forward to the culture shock and the the sort of change in environment, and incredibly underserviced as far as veterinarians and animal health care. So I'm working there with a animal rescue group, coolest name in the world. They're called the Animal Warriors of India, and we're gonna be doing like uh, street side medicine. We're gonna be treating dogs and snakes and cats and. And monkeys, even right there on the on the streets of Hyderabad. So it's going to be exciting.
1: And you're going to be shooting footage, so like, like Anthony Bourdain, uh, and yeah. trying to come up with some cool content uh, that will obviously uh, attract eyeballs. Uh, Netflix out with quarterly results last night. Uh, Doctor uh, stock got absolutely crushed down about eleven percent. Wow! Um,
2: Time to buy then.
1: Uh, but well, our analyst uh, was on the <laughs> well, our analyst was on the call this morning, and he thinks yeah, it is actually a buying opportunity. It's one of the fang stocks: Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. That I don't. Own in fact, I just sold my Google today. Bought some other healthcare names. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's incredible. The, the world really is changing. Uh, some of the best businesses to buy, and I'm di- uh, digressing a little bit here, but some of the best businesses to buy, in fact, is a business with a uh, monopolistic uh, position and a company that uh, you're very familiar with. A company that has, a stock I just bought is called Idex Labs, yeah. and uh, you know more about the business than I do. But uh, they basically uh, provide um, various types of equipment to veterinarians to help you do your job.
2: Yeah, Idex has three streams of revenue. They- they own 300, 400 clinics, in, in mostly in the U.S., and they also do laboratory services for vet clinics, so you can send your samples out to them. And then out, their third stream is sort of software management and equipment for for animal hospitals, and, and, and they're, uh, they're a goldmine.
1: And, and so, help, again, help me out. So Pfizer spun off its um, animal healthcare mm. uh, drug business called Zoetis. Yeah, they were, uh, they
2: were forced to. So Pfizer, their animal health situation, this was probably about a decade ago, their animal health health uh, department was like a fraction of a percentage. It was probably like 2% of their revenue. Mm-hmm. And they bought some other company. The animal health department bought another animal health department or animal health, uh, uh, pharmaceutical, mm-hmm. and basically the government. Americans, I'm going to assume. Competition Bureau, yeah, said yep. you okay, you can do this, but Pfizer cannot own that company, so they had to do a spinoff as Zoetis, and I'm a Zoetis company. I uh, I use their products as much as I can. They're an amazing amazing company. The service, the products are incredible.
1: Well, again, the, the proof is in the pudding is amazing because uh, the price tells all and, and the stock is working uh, and that's what, what caught my attention. I look for strong stocks, winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, avoid losers, try to buy the winners. Not so easy because winners can become losers and losers become winners, but for the most part, stocks remain on trend uh, for a lot longer than people can can appreciate. Uh, so, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, Zoetis, uh, a lot of the drugs uh, that you prescribe to animals would be the same drugs that we as people would take, I would assume, uh, and, but is the Price, point do they basically turn it to generic and become a lot cheaper? Because I've heard of that in the United States, people can't afford regular drugs, so they're buying veterinarian drugs for their various ailments. Is that is there any f- truth to that statement?
2: Uh, I'm gonna say it never happens in my hospital, right? Um, but if you need it, give me a call. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, definitely, the majority of my uh, products are sort of transferable to humans. Um, I don't know how well you would take a tuna-flavored uh, chewable <laughs> pill, though. Um, that might be a bit of an issue. Um, but And I can even write prescriptions that you can take to a Shopper's Drug Mart or Costco or whatever to a human pharmacy and get something for Fluffy. You can't put it on your uh, extended healthcare plan, but uh, a lot of people have tried. But you can actually take a prescription from a veterinarian, a written prescription, and pick up anything, really.
1: From a Shopper's Drug Mart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've
2: even prescribed Viagra a few times for dogs. For their breathing, though. We're going
1: to talk about uh, (laughs) what my my puppy did yesterday in the living room, speaking Uh of Viagra. He he certainly doesn't need Uh it. Baxter, you bad boy. Uh, This is Hi-Fi Radio. It is a show about money. Uh, We talk stocks. We talk bonds. We talk content. And uh, Dr. Cliff uh, is in the studio. He is going to travel the world, uh, help animals, shoot some cool footage, and hopefully end up on a major network of some sort. And, well, content is king. And guess what? If you're on Instagram, if you're on Facebook, you or content. Uh, this is Hi Fi Radio, a show about money. More of it right after this.
0: Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
2: Who let the dog sound? Who, 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 who let the dog
1: Welcome back to the show, Hi-Fi Radio, my good friends. Happy Saturday to you. Good morning. I hope your day is off to a good start. I am here to help you uh, better manage your money and have more of it. That's what it's all about. And good money management requires a whole lot of different things: discipline uh, and some good ideas. Uh, and that's what I'm always calling for: is new investable ideas. And I recently stumbled across the healthcare space for animals, and of course, the the changing. Uh, Uh, facade of of healthcare in general. There's a lot of fascinating changes coming our way, and uh, the old way will no longer be. Got Dr. Cliff in studio. He's a veterinarian, good friend of mine. Um, Dr. Cliff is going to be traveling the world, India specifically, uh, helping save animals, rescue animals, work with animals, um, and shoot some cool footage. Uh, He very well could be the Anthony Bourdain of Canada coming our way, and I really miss Anthony Bourdain a whole lot lot he was one cool dude uh, I love food and I love animals I got myself a dog his name is Baxter um, and I just realized how much money uh, I spend on Baxter and I'm going to spend on Baxter uh, even with Cliff as my friend um, <laughs> he who's just throwing me a few bones shall I say <laughs> hey you've thrown me a few bones gave me some eye drops for Baxter uh, you've uh, diagnosed uh, a few legions that Baxter had and uh, I, th- I really thank you for that uh, for that advice uh, Cliff I will uh, return the favor I my promise pleasure. you um, so creating content, like you're, you're a dynamic guy. Uh, what is it? Uh, shoot, ready, aim, or something like that's one of your lines. You you, you get started before you think things through, but you, yeah, uh, ready, fire, aim. That's pretty funny. But uh, you got a lot going on. Uh, you said you got a YouTube channel that's about to power up again. I
2: do, yeah. I started up, uh, if you just go on YouTube and search for Dr. Cliff Worldwide Vet, you'll find it. Uh, some of the episodes of when I did some work in Jamaica, I did a, a rescue sort of a nonstop drive up to Thunder Bay and rescued 70 cats from a hoarding situation, loaded them up into the back of a Home Depot van and drove them back, no sleep. You know, Home Depot does not charge for mileage when you rent their cube vans. So you can rent a cube van for 150 bucks and drive it uh thirty hours straight and it doesn't cost anything extra. It was kinda nice. Um so anyways, yeah. yeah,
1: No, but clip out like that. That's a a money saving idea.
2: There you go. I the guy the guy checked the mileage afterwards and and he was like five thousand or I think it was something like thirty five hundred kilometers. Where'd you go? Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Ignore the smell of cat pee in the back of this thing. But uh, So yeah, we're firing up the YouTube channel again uh, this fall, uh, shortly after my trip to uh, India with almost an episode every week. Not only from that India trip, some work in Greece, and I also work with a wildlife sanctuary up in uh, Georgina. Um, Recently did surgery on an osprey fledgling, one of those big fish eagles that had it broken its forearms. So we're going to be doing some footage about releasing that bird back uh, into the so wild.
1: What kind of a, Durgina, Ontario.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I drive, yeah.
1: Through, I, I drive through it as I go. So to, it's called Peffer Law. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no is, fact, uh,
2: is, yeah so Peffer Law has this amazing uh, charity wildlife rescue uh, called Shades of Hope. They're the only wildlife rescue in Ontario that is actually a certified and accredited vet hospital as well. So they've made this little vet hospital out of a trailer And uh, I'm their only vet. I volunteer once a week on Fridays. But uh, this past weekend, they gave me a shout and said, we've got this baby bird, six weeks old, broke its forearm. We can't wait till Friday. We'll never get it fixed by then because everything gets all tight and basically uh, manageable. And uh, so they brought it over the next day and they brought a porcupine with it as well that had been hit by a car. So we spent... uh, four hours maybe doing surgery on these two animals uh, this past Monday.
1: That's absolutely incredible. It was and, it was pretty amazing. It, wow. And it was, sorry, what type of bird was it?
2: Uh, so it was an osprey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So no, the I, giant I, I, fish eagle kind of thing. Isn't
1: that funny because uh, I see photographers um, as I drive up uh, through that area, uh, I see these photographers uh, just – Big, massive lenses taking pictures of osprey up on telephone oh, poles. Oh, they're
2: gorgeous! Yeah, they're yeah. gorgeous
1: animals. I love the blue. Up at our place, we have a lot of blue herons, and okay. when, when those things go to flight, their they're wingspan and just the the sound of the.
2: I've done a little bit of work with blue herons. You got to watch out because when they get scared, they try and stab you in the eyes with their with, uh, beak? with their beak. So you actually have to wear a hockey helmet with a mask. Yeah.
1: But you, but I saw you cuddling up to a porcupine.
2: Yeah, Did, yeah. That
1: porcupine is a baby porcupine. No, no quills on it.
2: Um, it still had quills. You just have to know where to hold it and sort of how to hold it. But yeah, it was crawling up my arm and it started to nurse off my earlobe. It was, uh, That's which is good because my nipples were killing me. So it was time to <laughs> let it move to a different <laughs> spots. Oh
1: my Cliff, what you get yourself into? Yeah, as it was a, a
2: prickly situation as a
1: vet. Um. You know, I, I ultimately, I go back to Netflix. I go back to all this new media. I go back to Amazon. I, got Apple. They, they, they all are getting into the content business. Um, gone are the days of the of the big studios controlling it. Uh, it, it is being decentralized, I shall say, mm-hmm. uh, in, in in a mono, monolistic. Uh, environment that we live in uh, a a world of more and more monopolies uh, contents actually being uh, broadly disseminated and you're now participating in it Cliff Um, have you approached the big boys to get interest I'm going back now to Apple I'm going back to Netflix and any luck when you knock on their doors
2: Uh, we actually haven't knocked on the doors because you kind of have to know someone that they're gonna open the door to Um, so there's a possibility I'm working with somebody right now somebody very big and powerful to see if we can get their attention Um, But while they do that, I'm still doing my travel thing and and putting up YouTube uh, videos and... Just trying to educate and inspire the kids out but there with yeah, my...
1: But you're sort of like doing the reverse of the gig economy. Uh, you have your full-time job, which you're obviously... Yeah. You're, you're an adult. You're a professional veterinarian. That's, that could be your, 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 your calling for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're gigging on the side. Uh, and you're doing a lot of different gigs, uh, your podcast included. Um, so, Dr. Cliff, yes, you are a fire ready aim type of guy. Let's, uh, let's bring you back one more hit. Uh, pay some bills around here. And uh, more with Dr. Cliff Redford, uh, my veterinarian buddy, uh, on the Global News Radio Network, Hi-Fi Radio, 640 in Toronto.
0: Money. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
3: Sometimes you're better
0: off dead. There's a gun in your hand that's pointing at your head. You think you're mad. As I'm knocking down tables in a restaurant in a western town. Call the police as a madman around, running down, underground, into a dive bar in a western town. In a western
1: town, the dead end world. Welcome back to the show. It is Hi Fi Radio, little pet shop boys to get your day started. And well, we have the master of pets, Mr. Dr. Cliff Redford in the studio. Um, Cliff is a dynamic man. He is going to be traveling to India, uh, to rescue some pets, help some pets and, uh, shoot some, uh, media footage, shoot some video. Um, we'll end up on his YouTube channel. And, uh, I really want to see Cliff get picked up by one of the big networks. Uh, I really, really do. It'd be great. I rubbed shoulders with that guy when he was just playing backstage, you know (laughs) what I mean? That's, I want to, I want to be able to say that one day, uh, Cliff. So I'm going to try to do everything I can to help you out, uh, in my own little way, uh, become uh, well known and very, very successful. And you're, you're doing it the way the millennials are doing it right now. You're you're truly participating in the gig economy, and uh, I think that, that that's absolutely uh, remarkable. Uh, you're obviously faced with a lot of challenges, um, but you keep getting up and uh, continue to strive forward. So tell us about those challenges and, and and what you've learned so far about your on your quest to creating content and getting the content disseminated.
2: Yeah, I've been working on this idea. Geez, I actually started talking to TV producers probably about eight or nine years ago. I had a little uh, call in, live call-in TV show on the Rogers Network, like the Rogers sort of uh, local TV, and that's where the TV bug bit me, um, and I've been hustling, and that's actually the challenge. You You cannot give up. Like, there have been a lot of doors slammed in my faces, and when I'm lucky, they've been politely closed in my face. Um but uh, you just gotta keep you just gotta keep hustling and that's with anything, right? Like you find a dream and it's a cliche, but you find a dream and find something that's gonna get you up uh, each morning. and I love being a veterinarian and here's a second dream where I get to travel and help animals around the world and other animal rescue uh, groups and inspire uh, listeners and viewers. So you know the the challenges are just, Drinking enough coffee to get enough energy to just keep hustling every single day and pushing forward.
1: Uh, content is really what you're trying to create. And yes. uh, it's, it's interesting because our, our next guest, um, uh, Rob Young, he is one of our tech analysts. And uh, some of the biggest content coming to market, and I mean bigger than uh, NFL football, is uh, eSports, eGaming. Mm-hmm. Um, any thoughts about uh, perhaps maybe taking your idea trying to leverage software, leverage digital, uh, leverage new trends. Um, I'm just throwing that out there.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the the plan now is to kind of step back and focus back on the YouTube channel, get back to the basics of giving people an entertaining and educational uh, show to watch that's free for everybody, can be seen around the world. And if I get enough popularity, when I get enough popularity, those guys are gonna start opening or knocking on my door. So, uh, that's, that's the plan. And, but I'm, I'm interested in talking to anyone who's willing to listen to me talk.
1: And, um, you are also trying to perhaps even look at doing a radio show similar to what I'm doing right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I certainly am not a, uh, afraid of talking. I have the gift of gab. Sometimes I won't shut up. Um, and I enjoy, I enjoy chit-chatting with people. So I enjoy talking to interesting people. So it's, it's something I would think of, uh, of adding to my repertoire
1: well again the your your business of, of of animals um it's a huge industry the total addressable market uh is in the hundreds of billions of dollars I'm going to assume when you look at grooming, you look at pet care, the purchasing of the pet um it, it's all encompassing and you can see people gravitate for example my daughter throw an animal into into a television show and my daughter gravitates towards that and reaching youth reaching millennials uh is very very challenging it's, it it's it's a key demographic to many advertisers. Uh, so if you can come up with enough content that that is captivating, uh, you're going to win yourself an audience and that mm-hmm. audience you can monetize big time. The question is from today to then, how do you get there? Yeah. Work, hustle. Yeah. And, 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 and never give up and never give up. Yeah, no, I have a pair of jeans and uh, when I sit on the throne and I look at my uh, zipper, there's a statement in it that said, go to bed with a dream, wake up with a purpose. That's what you see on your zipper? That's what I see on my zipper when I'm on the throne, my good friend. Oh, right. by, by the way, as for Baxter, I didn't mention to you. So um, <laughs> Baxter was in the living room with us yesterday, and then all of a sudden he goes upstairs. He never goes upstairs by himself. He's always with his people. He's a pack animal after all. Baxter went upstairs, and I heard a thump on the floor. Oh, he's lying down. Next thing you know, walk, 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 slowly down the stairs, and he has his pillow with him.
2: Baxter, Baxter
1: went upstairs and came down with his pillow. He jumps on the couch with his pillow and starts doing the humpity hump with the pillow. <laughs> and he was neutered. I it said, was it was consensual. I'm sure it was consensual. My, my daughter and I are, are <laughs> we had a, was right there in front of us. Like, no shame. They
2: will do mounting and humping not only for sexual reasons. So he's been neutered. You'll get two neutered dogs, male dogs, one mounting the other. So it's a dominance thing as well. Just be happy he that wasn't using happened.
1: your leg. That, 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 that's old school. That, that's that's what happened when I was a paperboy, my good friend, delivering the Toronto Star. Yes, I had one of those little poodles on my leg every single day. <laughs> you, only, you only thought it was hilarious. I wasn't sure what was going on. I was <laughs> and you kept day. delivering the paper. I, I kept delivering the newspaper. Yeah, I got a tip at Christmas, so I guess I had to do that. Uh, Dr. Cliff, I continue to wish you great success. It's a real pleasure uh, having you on hi Radio. Radio. Um, YouTube channel, uh, how do we find that?
2: Uh, go on YouTube, search for Dr. Cliff Worldwide Vet it's as easy as that uh, when do we
1: expect the new content
2: up uh, probably by September by September that's yeah, exciting but very
1: soon it, uh, how many pieces of content are, are on that uh, channel right now uh,
2: there's about 15 different videos yeah well yeah.
1: our producer Brittany saw some of it and she was obviously enough enough impressed that she commented on it so you're doing something right my good friend Brittany's a tough tough uh, crowd I shall say It is Hi-Fi Radio. I want to wish you a great weekend, uh, Dr. Cliff. And uh, coming up next, we're going to bring in Rob Young. He is our tech analyst. We're going to be talking about eSports. We're going to talk Shopify. Software, hardware, and disruptive technology for the balance is going to be so riveting. You won't want to miss any of it. Uh, Pay some bills and get right back to the show right after this.
0: Listen, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to the show. Yep. Sometimes it is magic, my good friends. Certainly, when it comes to technology, uh, I'll tell you what appears magical is some of the valuations of some of these tech stocks. Ooh, they look expensive and they keep going higher. Uh, it's a real paradox when you're a money manager. You participate, don't you participate? And uh, I guess the answer is a bit of both. Uh, it's got to manage risk. So, yes, I do own some of these very, very expensive stocks. One of them is Shopify. Uh, now, each week I get invited onto Kelowna Radio, a little local radio station up in beautiful Kelowna, BC. And last Last week, my good host, Mr. Phil Johnson, said, Wolf, uh, tragedy has taken place in your province, Bombardier laying off 550 people. And I said, it is challenging. It is sad, um, but it really should be of no surprise to anyone. Uh, the good news is you have companies in Canada like Shopify that are absolutely on fire. So Bombardier isn't working. Shopify is. Can we not speak about a positive story for once? He, of course, once to always focused on the negative. It's not my speed, especially on a Friday morning. So Mr. Rob Young is in the studio. He's one of our analysts at Canaccord. A very, very smart Man, Um, he covers tech media and telecom TMT, it was once called back in 2000, and then tech went. Uh, tech went south, I shall say. It went south hard. In fact, the NASDAQ in 2000 was 5,000. It corrected 80%, my good friends. Yes, down 80%. Uh, People swore off tech, and it came back like the Phoenix and then some. So, yeah, uh, near all-time highs right now. The NASDAQ just made a new all-time high a couple days ago. Uh, And uh, Shopify is uh, basically top of my list uh, when it comes to relative strength. So, uh, Rob Young, please talk to us about this Canadian darling that we have uh, named Shopify.
3: Well, it's a great company. It's uh, the internet. I think it's going to stick around. It's not going away anytime soon. And e-commerce, selling things on the internet, that's also not going to go away anytime soon. And so we like to think of Shopify as one of the uh, open-ended growth opportunities that we have. Uh, not just in Canada anymore. There's a a global stock now. It's big enough. It's you know 35 plus billion dollar market cap, and so it is large enough to get everybody's attention. Uh, the growth on this company is what people are super excited about. Uh, for a company the size of Shopify to be growing at the speed that it is, uh, you know, 40% uh, on the top line uh, round number there, it, it's just incredible.
1: Well, they're getting into the fulfillment business as well. And, and and once executed, I think I read a number yesterday, they would, in fact, be the world's third largest e-tailer or retailer, Rob?
3: Oh, okay, well, I'm going to call them an e-tailer, but I'm not too sure... Uh, where it would lie uh, amongst Walmart and others, but it's going to be big.
1: Yeah, I think it would be Amazon One, probably Walmart number two. And, and maybe Shopify. Uh, what I like about Shopify but, is 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 it basically is, and again, you know the product better than I do, but it, it, it's a turnkey... Easy solution for a person like Brittany who perhaps wants to make little doilies on the weekend and sell them online but doesn't want to go through the whole process of bank accounts and and fulfillment and all that good stuff. So uh, how vertically integrated, how easy does Shopify make it for a little woodcarver perhaps?
3: Well, that's the magic. Uh, They make it as easy as possible. In fact, you could argue that it is the easiest way to sell online, maybe the easiest way to sell, period. You can be up and running with a store certainly in less than a day, uh, and they have just a wide range wide range of tools that anybody can use for everything from shipping payments. Uh, they've got a number of partners that are on their uh, on their platform, which can provide all sorts of support uh, for any any element of retail. And so, what you talked we said there about the fulfillment piece that's new. And so that's starting to highlight Shopify as potentially a competitor to Amazon. As you know, Amazon, I mean, the big deal there is they have an enormous fulfillment network. And um, small, medium business that are on Shopify, they can't compete with Amazon two-day shipping.
1: Well, what do you think, by the way, of Amazon um, backing out of uh, food delivery?
3: Well, okay, so food delivery is pretty hard. I mean, that's one of the areas where... Uh, Walmart has been more successful, uh, you know, where grocery stores are successful. I mean, the perishables it's, it's a very, very hard business. And so Amazon backing out, I don't know a lot about the, uh, the grocery business, but that would have been one of the harder places to do e-commerce. Uh, I mean, no. a lot of businesses have been beat up there.
1: Now, Rob, have you seen any numbers? Again, I know it's not a stock you cover, but again, you have a broad mind and you keep your mind. Well, you continue to work on multiple names beyond your own immediate coverage area. You cover what, about 15 or 20 stocks. But I know beyond your coverage, you continue to pay very, very close attention. Uh, Amazon Prime two-day event. Uh, how did the numbers come in?
3: Yeah, they said it was bigger than uh, uh, Black Friday and, and uh, e- Cyber Monday combined last year. I think they, they said that they now have 100 million Prime subscribers. That's a massive number. And so the only- So, so you
1: said how many? 100? 100 million. And, and, and that it, was and before. That was it, before Prime 100, 100 bucks ahead?
3: That's right. So I think the, it's more now, 120.
1: Is that per, per annum. Yeah yeah that, that that's good recurring revenue. Uh, again, oh, yes. uh, businesses with monopolies, businesses with with recurring revenue are businesses that you want to own and especially if they are on what's called a secular trajectory um, and if they are highly disruptive. Uh, again, there's a lot of um, med tech names I'm starting to do some homework on and these medtech names are highly disruptive if um, they're if they come to fruition with their with their big plans be it for various forms of diagnostic uh old methods will be pushed aside for these new methods. And again, that's sort of what we're looking for. So with that backdrop in mind, Rob, in your coverage universe, do you have any really exciting disruptive names that you cover that you think, uh, gee, well, you want to take a close look at this name here because if you perhaps buy it and you can close your eyes for five or eight years, you may have yourself a 10 or 20 bagger.
3: Yeah, I think Shopify is still an example of a company like that. There's another one, Canaxis, KXS. Uh, they're disrupting supply chain software. Yep. So the other side of this Amazon and Shopify problem, all this volatility, the higher expectations in the supply chain, Canaxis helps companies deal with that. And so that's uh, a nice disruptive company. It's disrupting SAP, disrupting Oracle, things like that. Uh, Real yeah. Matters is another one. Real Matters is disrupting... Uh, some elements of the mortgage industry, big. It's a mostly in the U.S. and the interest rates in the U.S. I'm sure you've heard on uh, in right. the news they've Going been declining. Right. So that's exciting the uh, market in the U.S., particularly refinance. And so, uh, Real Matters has been one that's been front and center recently. ticker on that was REAL. Um, and so those are those are three disruptors I, I nice. highlight.
1: Well, we like to keep it real. Here on Hi-Fi Radio. It is a show about money. Uh, I have a big brain in studio with me. His name is Robert Young. Uh, he's an analyst uh, at Canaccord. He covers technology, media, and telecom names. Uh, a lot of disruptive stuff going on. A lot of uh, big growth, uh, perhaps, uh, in the sector. Uh, I pay a lot of attention. I do a lot of work uh, in this space. In fact, uh, Rob and I will be heading to Boston in uh, August uh, for the uh, for the Canaccord Growth Conference. You know what really excites me about that conference and when I get to Boston? No seeing, Peter, no, seeing Peter Lynch there. Uh, I said, good golly, Peter Lynch continues to make himself available to go to a conference with people like I, hanging out yeah. and uh, just looking for new ideas. Again, Peter Lynch wrote that great book, One Up on Wall Street. And what I learned from Peter Lynch is pay attention to your kids because your kids, what they buy perhaps is, is trend changing as well. Um That's one of the reasons why I hold McDonald's, believe it or not. It just continues to work. I walk by. I see the crowds. It's honestly as easy as that. Uh, Valuation, of course, still does matter. Uh, This is Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money. I am Wolfgang Klein, your host in studio, Rob Young, tech analyst. More with Rob Young right after this.
0: Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? money Come on back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Oh, I love that song. This gotta keep on rising. That's what the market does sometimes. It's an extended bull market. This market has been rising virtually for 10 years and uh, tech is leading the charge. It's amazing. When I go down a list of names that I own plus names I'm interested in buying at the top of the list, you know, names like Anna up 115% this year, uh, Copa software up 127% this year, Octa up 115%, Shopify up 125% this year alone. It's remarkable. And you go down the list at the very bottom of the list, uh, Rob Young in studio or tech analyst, know, at the bottom of the list. Oil stocks, uh, Enerplus, a stock I own down 16% year to date, uh, uh, metal and mining stock Freeport off eight. I don't know the name uh, I looked at a company called Encana that was once a darling on Bay street. And I couldn't believe, I think it had a six handle on it. Rob, a six handle was
3: once a hundred dollar stock. It's a whole other world for me. I don't even pay attention to that. Well, you know,
1: gold back into it. The only a, time
3: I hear about oil is when I'm reading about Tesla. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, actually what Tesla's Tesla going to be at our growth conference. I'm very excited about that. Cause I, I get to test drive a Tesla when I'm in, uh, Boston. Hope I don't make it into the Harbor. And, uh, they, they've logged, no, excuse me, Google has logged, I believe, Rob Young, uh, 30 million kilometers of autonomous driving so far. So it's right. one, one of the biggest autonomous companies out there, in fact, it's, is uh, virtual, Google. It's virtual,
3: though. It's not real, real, not real miles. Elon Musk will tell you that Tesla's oh. got a bit of a, an edge there because they're real miles. All those people out there driving their Model S and their Model 3, clicking on the autonomous, and you're being logged. And that's making it better for everyone else.
1: So if you go autopilot on on Tesla, the, those clicks are actually being logged and they start counting those clicks.
3: Well, the whole way that uh, artificial intelligence or machine learning works is you're using real data and you're trying to find trends so that you can predict future. And so it's a, it's imperative that they have that data. I don't know how much of that data they get, but they're going to try to get as much of it as they can because the more data they have from real world driving, the better they can make autonomous driving in the future the google however they're doing this they're simulating a lot oh of those i did not
1: know simulating thank you very much for that uh, you know this autonomous driving rob in your best estimate when do you think it's going to actually be i'll use the word commercially adopted where we're comfortable using autonomous as we are using a cruise control
3: well, as a guy watching the tech sector for a long time, we always overestimate uh, how fast things will happen. We always underestimate how big they will be. And so there's lots of people out you, there. Sorry,
1: repeat that. You underestimate how big it becomes or could be. That's but right. But you
3: overestimate. That's, you we overestimate how fast it will happen. We always ah. think things are going to happen faster than they actually but, but do. But
1: you, know, you never expect them to be as big as they actually become, eh? That's right. That's interesting. I like that point.
3: Well, think back 15 years ago when people were talking about the Internet. Would you have imagined it would ever be as big as Amazon and Shopify?
1: I remember people saying it was a fad. I kid you not. Exactly. It's, it's it's incredible, isn't it?
3: So I think it's going to happen. I would say we already have real-world um, autonomous driving, but not fully autonomous. I think fully autonomous where you're going to be able to get into a car and pay attention to something else completely. Right. I think that's five years away. Five, five years? I think, Rob, 20, 25 years. You think we can pull that move off in five? Well. The way that software operates now is every advance behoves another advance, and it accelerates. Yeah, you're talking Moore's Law and now. it builds, and it builds, you're getting and getting it me builds. excited.
1: You're getting me excited with that Moore's Law talk of yours, boy. That's right. Um, so it's going
3: to be an exponential move forward. But,
1: but, but the, the thing that we are waiting for, of course, is this 5G network. Yeah. Uh, here at home, Canada, uh, who's spending money on five G and what kind of a build out do we have? And and who's leading in terms of five G globally? Like which country's going to be first out of the gate with five uh, G? Certainly, we know it won't be Apple. I guess that Samsung new product <laughs> that's being uh, marketed on television. Well, there's uh, a lot
3: of marketing out there on five G, um, but the U.S. and China and you know parts of of Asia seem to be moving faster. Uh, Canada is probably going to be at the bottom of the list. We don't seem to be um, moving very quickly. I think uh, on OECD uh, nations, we're actually ranked at the bottom. I'm sure the carriers in Canada would disagree with that, but um, we wouldn't be thought of as a leader in 5G for sure.
1: That's disappointing. So are we going to be left behind a little bit?
3: Well, it just depends on how fast things move forward. I mean, the people who move fast are going to make the most mistakes, and there's, like I said, there's a lot of marketing here, right? So in the U S AT&T and Verizon are rolling out 5g networks, Verizon, it's still limited to, to wireline networks. So they're replacing wireline, uh, internet connection with wireless 5g connections. AT&T has limited, uh, 5g, uh, networks, uh, up and running, but you've got to get a device that uses 5g and that's going to cost you a lot of money there's probably only about 25 devices that have support for it. There's a limited number of semi-chips that can support it. And so in reality, it doesn't really matter if you have a 5G network right now because you're not going to see a lot of benefit. A lot of the benefits from 5G are probably going to be five, six years out because a lot of what people envision is this industrialized uh, 5G benefit.
1: Uh, Well, there's another phenomenon that's taking place uh, in the world of technology and microprocessors. Chips have a lot to do with... A whole lot. Um, It's been said recently, and I'm starting to use this line a little more, that uh, the semiconductors, the chips, are the new transports. Dow Jones, uh, came from a fellow named Charles Dow. Charles Dow was a journalist. I think it was with the Wall Street Journal back in the day. And he's the one who created the Dow Industrials. And he said, uh, if you make something, you must also ship it and sell it. So he watched both the industrials and the transports. And if they're both going up together, this is Dow theory now I'm speaking about, if they both go up together, it's a confirmed bull market. Um, we don't move as much stuff today and the stuff we do move the most is information. And that's where these semis come in. And, uh, again, if you want to watch tech, pay attention to semis, because I do think they lead and it ties into two things. It ties into autonomous driving, but also ties into e-sports, this new phenomena that Canaccord really is at the forefront of. And Rob Young is doing a lot of homework on e-sports, which I really know nothing about. But what caught my attention, Brittany, pay attention to what I'm about to say to hear my little producer is that... Esports audience is soon to or already has eclipsed um, uh, Super Bowl uh, attendance. Uh, so it, that, that's a mind numbing number. It's north of 100 million people will will view uh, an esports event. So uh, Rob Young is going to educate us on that space. It's interesting. Uh, and if you're a millennial or if you're into gaming and you want to pay attention, this one is very, very cool. Uh, right here on Hi Fi Radio, coming up next.
0: Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to the show. Good morning to you. Happy Saturday. It is Hi Fi Radio, it's a show about money. Your host is me, and I'm Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager. If you have any questions, you can always contact me, WolfgangKlein.com. Information on how we take care of people's money and different ideas, different tools. And we're always open to your questions as well. Never hesitate to give us a call or fire us an email. Again, it's WolfgangKlein.com. Jack is away fishing, I guess, with his little son in a canoe because his boat well, no, he couldn't get the boat going, so he's old-school with a canoe. Nothing wrong with that, Jack. I hope you're having a good weekend, my friend. Uh, Rob Young's in studio. Uh, Rob Young is a tech analyst with Canaccord, and Rob Young and I shall be going to Boston for a three-day conference. The first day of the conference, uh, is about the early August, uh, first day of conference is on the uh, changing landscape of driving on transportation. Uh, that's going to be very, very exciting uh, one day. I, I think my brain is going to be stretched quite wide. Uh, I look forward to seeing that because segment of it Rob but something else that's very very fascinating right now that's going on in his space is this notion of e-sports e-gaming again my kids play uh, uh, Call of Duty and Fortnite uh, and one of those games absolutely made my kid uh, I shall say, uh, dizzy. Uh, he was having nightmares. He wasn't sleeping. He was to fits of rage as his friends would be playing with their headsets on and yelling and screaming at each other. It's just on two in the morning and trying to sleep. It was a school night. Uh, but I'm quite familiar with these names. Uh, I've owned a Take-Two Interactive before. I've traded Activision. Uh, I've looked at electronic arts, never purchased it. Um, but there's this whole new sector that is really exploding uh, underneath our feet And so much so, uh, I was in Berlin uh, about a year and a half ago. And Berlin is a very, very vibrant, funky city. A lot of artistic people, a lot of IT people. Um, it, it is really a, a, a growing, uh, changing city. I encourage all of you to one day take a trip to Berlin. But there was a, a esports conference going on in the funkier, I'll call it the Queen West part of Berlin. Uh, they had this area roped off. They had a great big tent put up, and all these people were gathering, and uh, for the purpose of um, video game. Participation online, and there it was an international event uh, with people grounded in Berlin, and it looked like a lot of fun to me. Uh, Surprise to myself is to just how big the space is growing, and I've seen stats saying that the the viewership of some tournaments um, can. Eclipse that of the uh, Super Bowl, which totally uh, blew my mind, I shall say. So, Rob Young is going to talk to the space. Uh, how can we make money in this space? I see a lot of small little privates in there, but Cineplex, for example, uh, is now looking to open up its theaters to eSports. So, please speak to the sector, Rob, because it's pretty exciting stuff.
3: Sure. First thing I'll say, what is it? It's people playing video games against each other. So in the same way that you get a baseball team, uh, two baseball teams playing against each other, this is a situation where you've got a team of people who are playing uh against each other or two teams playing against uh, each other on a video game um the one that everybody knows about is fortnite this is a very popular thing if you have a kid you know what fortnite is you know how important that is and you know how important it is to be good at fortnite and so what we're seeing is we're we're starting to see people watching other people play video games this is not new it's uh but it is certainly bubbling up to the surface um, people, uh, if you're a little bit older, it probably seems a little bit silly to you that someone would watch another person playing a video game. But I assure you, this is actually happening. And uh, some of the numbers that these events are attracting are big, very big, even as big as some of the traditional sports like uh, baseball and, um, and football. And it's hard to uh, compare the numbers because TV numbers are different than streaming numbers. All of this is streaming, but it is absolutely gathering an audience. And what's magical about it is it's a young audience. And so if you are CBS or NBC and you're worrying about your younger viewers, where they're going, eSports may be the the way to get them back uh, watching your TV.
1: And then the video game industry um, became bigger, I believe, than Hollywood uh, at some point in the last couple of decades. Is that correct,
3: Rob? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you look at even... Uh, uh, individual titles generate more revenue than even the biggest blockbusters. Um, you know, it, 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 It's it been bigger than Hollywood for a few years now, I believe, um, and uh, it is continuing to grow.
1: Well, the ways to make money according to your executive summary, and you put, you put out a very de- a big deep dive report on tech media and telecom uh, within the space of eSports. And again, if any of you would like to get a hold of that report, I'd be happy to send it to you just to contact WolfgangKlein.com. Uh, but sponsorship and advertising, that could be, what, a $300 million operation. Opportunity media rights could be a hundred million dollar opportunity. Events and merchandising, merchandising an esports t shirt, why not? Uh, you, not figure that can, you figure that could be fifty million bucks, and prize pools could be a two hundred and fifty million dollar uh, space to participate in. So. Uh, most companies are private. Is there any big public companies direct plays uh, in the of time?
3: Well, you mentioned a couple at the beginning. Activision is one that comes up a lot in the middle of this. Um, they have an Overwatch League, which they've been very aggressive on, and so that's one way to play it. No way to, uh, to say it other than that eSports is a small part of their business, but... Like what you said, this is getting bigger than Hollywood. And so these video game publishers are looking way to build ecosystems around their property. And eSports is one other way to do that. Uh, Take-Two, Electronic Arts, big publishers like that are are good ways to play. Um, Hopefully we'll see more in the Canadian public markets. um, It feels like some of these privates are looking at going uh, public in the near term.
1: Yeah. Uh well uh, to, for for the show my good friends uh it is high Fire radio an absolute pleasure uh I must say to speak with you each and every week. Here for all of you. If you have any questions, never hate to give a call. Rob Young, he did a very, very good job in a very fast-moving, dynamic space. Lots of interesting ideas there. Uh, please always consult a professional. If you don't have one, you can always contact Jack and I. You have yourself an amazing weekend. And I will speak with you next week right here on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto.